0: Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
1: All right, the Michiana People podcast is back from a longer than expected hiatus. I'm excited to be back with an interview with comedian Colton Cole, Colton is confined to a motorized wheelchair but he doesn't let that define him. He defines himself through his comedy talent and I know from experience that that's a big deal and a lot of work no matter what barriers you have to overcome. We had a great conversation and I really enjoyed getting to know Colton better. He's a uh, Lakeville guy and I grew up in Lakeville so it was neat to talk about Lakeville, comedy, Elvis and all kinds of cool stuff. Now, Colton has put together a very cool show happening November 11th at the American Legion in Lakeville. Performing along with Colton is Chris Gathright, Sean Shank, Genesis Easton, and just added to the bill is Jacob Ray. This is going to be a big show at the Legion, covers five bucks, they've got food, beer, and tons of comedy on the 11th, and that's going to start at 8 o'clock on November 11th at the American Legion in Lakeville. You can check the Michigan People Podcast uh, Facebook page for the event, and that will give you the address and everything you need. Now, if that was enough, Colton is also going to be performing at Smokestack Brew in Mishawaka on November 12th, Check out uh, Smokestack's Facebook page for details on that. That's a really cool place as well. So Colton is a very busy guy. Hey, another exciting comedy happening is at the Drop Comedy Club in South Bend. Haywood Banks, you know, the guy that does the Toast song. Yeah, Toast is at the Drop Comedy Club for a special engagement on November 10th and 11th. He's doing four shows that are going to be guaranteed to sell out. Check out the Drop Comedy Club on Facebook for the event and get your tickets now before they sell out. This is going to be a really cool engagement. Haywood Banks is a legend and we haven't seen him in South Bend for quite a while. I think he did the um, Morris several years ago, but uh, it's been a long time since he's been around. So Haywood Banks, the Drop Comedy Club, Colton Cole on the 11th at the American Legion in Lakeville. And then Colton Cole as well at the Smokestack Brew on November 12th. And that's in Mishawaka in the 100 Center. So just uh, a lot of great comedy coming up. Man, I really had a good talk with Colton, and it was uh, it was really great to get to know him and uh, see where he's coming from. This is a great interview. Give it a listen. Thanks. Colton, thank you for inviting me to your apartment. Well, thank you for having me on the show. This is where I plot
2: to take over the world.
1: Yeah, excellent. And I'm really glad I came here because I get to see a little bit about you, and I see a bunch of Elvis stuff around here. <laughs> So I guess you're a little bit of an Elvis fan, huh?
2: Yeah. Um my dad was a, a Elvis impersonator. Oh, okay. Uh, for a little bit. And so that was all that was playing around the house.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And uh there was really no escaping it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Elvis is a badass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I uh I grew up with Elvis myself cuz my mom was a huge fan and his 68 comeback special was the favorite thing at our house. Yeah. <laughs> you watch
2: it today and it's like still new.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's still relevant because a lot of the stuff he did then is what people do now. So it's uh you know, that it was almost like a MTV unplugged for a little bit and yeah. And then the production numbers are kind of like the music videos. So, yeah, I think they took a lot from that.
2: Yeah, uh, I was definitely did more for the world than what he probably uh, realized
1: when he was here. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, especially especially for music. And, you know, he was just a wonderful guy. So I wanna make sure that we mention this several times uh during during the interview because people have to hear things at least three times before it starts sinking in. Uh you got a big show coming up on November eleventh at the Legion here in Lakeville. We'll talk a little bit more about Lakeville uh, a little bit, but uh so this show is got uh Chris Cathright. Yes, he's hosting it. And I've, I've got a good story about him coming up. Uh, let me see. It's got some dude named Colton Cole mm-hmm. uh, and Sean Shank and Genesis Easton. Is that right? Yes. Uh, we also got a guest
2: spot coming in by the name of Jacob Ray. Okay. Uh, he's a friend of uh, Sean Shank. So okay, that, cool. That's how that got set
1: up. Sean is the only one you know. I've been doing you know just open mics and stuff for a little over a year, and Sean's one of them I haven't met yet.
2: Uh, no, yeah, no, he's he's a good guy. Um, he actually gave me my first um, my first feature spot, uh-huh. uh, so that's why he's kind of headlining it. So I can, you know. Pay him back, say thank you, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's that. That's cool. Now, is this the first time you've done the show at the Legion here?
2: Uh, yeah, at the Legion, uh, the last one back in March, uh, uh, we we uh, I put on a show at uh Pat's bar where in La Pass? Oh yeah, where yeah. they where do they do all the weddings and stuff. Uh-huh. I didn't know what to expect, you know, because w- when you're putting on your own show and you're not on somebody else's, there's yeah. a, there's a lot more pressure.
1: Oh yeah,
2: and. and you get a little bit more nervous because you're thinking, you know, what if nobody shows up? Right. You know. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, we had over um, 200 people at uh-huh. at the last um, party I threw, and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, it was st- st- it was a st- st- standing room. Only, which, that made it awkward for me, because I can't stand up. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, 200 people, your first show, that's great. So, you, you've you probably got high expectations for this one, too, yeah. then.
2: Yeah, they, they actually had to, like, turn people away, and, um... Because there was just no room, that, um... I think, I think the dude thought that that it was gonna be cute, you know. Uh-huh. He just gonna get up and do some jokes, and you know, people are gonna laugh, you know. Uh-huh. But everybody showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well that's I mean that's great and you're you're pretty much running the show on this one too, right? Um, you you got the the comics together and you're doing all the promoting and all that on yep. this one as well.
2: I was out in the rain passing out flyers yeah. the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, um yeah, uh got flyers all over um uh, sending out postcards in the mail mm-hmm. you know um, so whatever helps
1: yeah no doubt you, you you have to you have to have people I've noticed that you're you're connected with and then those people need to start talking about it and then the then the tree just grows and then everybody everybody gets word and you, you get everybody you can but you know promotion is just such a it's a job. I mean, it's you you have to constantly be doing it because somebody'll see your Facebook uh post and say, "Hey, I want to do that." And then two days before the show, they forget that they wanted to do it. And so you got to constantly remind people that you got something big coming up.
2: I made a Facebook
1: like event page,
2: but I haven't really pushed that part of it because Nine times out of ten, people, you know, mark down that they're going to be there. And then, you know. Yeah. The, and, and then those people don't show up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it, it it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be food. There's going to be beer. Um, so, you know, beer is guaranteed to make us funnier.
1: Oh, yeah. Well. Beer beer is a guaranteed draw for me. (laughs) So I take it you'll be there? (laughs) I think I will, yeah. And and the the other thing about events is I use those to just remind me. I always put either going or interested um, just because it pops up and reminds me on what's going on. So those are good. Um, However, if you just push the event itself with no content in it, then, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't reach, reach Ah. as far. So I've seen, um, uh, like Cliss and Staples and Hollinger and those guys, they, they talk about what, where they're going to be and then they put the event in the comments. So that's a new, a new thing for me. So I, you know, I've been trying that a little bit too. Yeah.
2: I, I just, um, I just joined Twitter Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, so I'm trying to get with the times, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of an old school like and your face type promoter,
1: yeah, and that works too
2: because you can only get so far on like social media, yeah. I, I feel,
1: yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, th- through the podcast, uh, you know, I've tried a lot of different things, I tried Twitter and uh, Instagram, and Facebook mostly. And I get a lot of play off Facebook, but I get a lot more play off of Instagram than I I ever thought I would. Because I have almost as many followers on Instagram as I do Facebook. And Twitter, I don't have as many followers, but I've gotten a lot of interviews through Twitter just because people people notice different hashtags and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I've gotten interviews and I've gotten a few listeners that way too. So and I don't I don't dedicate myself to any platform because I'm 53 years old and I just can't s- s- sit there staring at social media all the time.
2: Well there, but, there's there's too much of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's just way too much. Yeah.
2: Like if people kind of disconnected and Talked actually talk to each other once in a while. Yeah. I think the world would yeah run a whole lot smoother.
1: And that you know what that's my main one of my main reasons I like to go to open mic at the drop. It's more just to sit there and talk to people than to even go out because it's it, it it's really cool just to sit there and and uh, have a conversation with somebody and. I, I think I've talked about it a couple times. I went to um, uh, the um, uh, comedy at Kelly's one night, and uh, me and uh, Staples and Hollinger sat there and talked for a couple hours afterward just about horror movies. And, you know, it probably wasn't that exciting for them, but for me who doesn't get to talk to young people very often it was you know it was the highlight of my week so yeah. you, you can
2: meet a comic for the first time ever and it's like you've known him you've known him your whole life Yeah, for some odd reason
1: <laughs> right
2: but it's like a long lost you know brother or sister right you
1: know? yeah it's cool now, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, eight years. Eight years? <laughs> yeah. So, since you were... Um, uh,
2: my mom... Like 16? My mom likes to say I started at 10. <laughs> uh, I performed, uh, for, uh, my sixth grade talent show, uh huh, and I, dre- <laughs> and I dressed up as a lunch lady and sang um, Adam Sandler's "Lunch Lady Land." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, and then um, the principal and I got up and did roast jokes about the vice principal. Uh huh, K- kid. Kid friendly roast jokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh roast jokes,
1: yeah, that's cool, yeah, so when you were when you were growing up, were there any comics that uh kind of influenced you and said, Hey, I want to do that um
2: at first, I thought I kind of wanted to be a you know a comedic actor and kind of do the uh, Jim Carrey Chris Farley. Mm -hmm. thing like do the movies and stuff but as soon as I saw uh Christopher Titus his first special Norman Rockwell was bleeding Mm -hmm. that changed everything for me and then I just went into Uh stand-up and uh from there you know prior uh Bill Hicks George Carlin um Pretty much, you know, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I kind of gravitate uh, to. And uh, sometimes I get a little bit more inspiration from, from me- musicians. Uh uh-huh. At this point, you know, You're like right. uh, Elvis and Steven Tyler and like, you know, rock stars like. Just as far as stage presence, and uh-huh. like some of my outfits, <laughs> 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 but yeah.
1: Well, definitely, when you're on stage, you you definitely uh, take command and have a commanding uh, performance and are bigger than life, so everybody knows you're up there when you're up there. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, you've, uh, you know, I've only, I've seen you probably four times, yeah. and um, I always appreciate the fact that you've got something new every time. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, sometimes, sometimes, you know, um, sometimes it is difficult because the job is always, you know, calling for new stuff. Yeah. But I always... Uh, trying to make it a point, because uh, uh, comedians, we don't have greatest hits. like <laughs> you know, we don't have a we we don't have a born in the USA type you know right joke where people want to hear that every time yeah, um, I make. I think the only person that could get away with it is Seinfeld.
1: Yeah. Jim Gaffigan uh, used Hot Pockets. I mean, he did the Hot Pockets thing for a long time, but yeah. I think he's finally retired that. Yeah.
2: But I, I, I always try to keep it
1: fresh. Well, and when you're when you're coming up and you're still you're still trying to make it, you you got to bring n- new stuff and you got to keep throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks and and that it's hard because you know I'll I'll get ready to do an open mic or something like that and I'm driving to it and I'm like, "Well, shit, I haven't thought of anything for 2 weeks, anything new and I'll sit down there and uh at the table and think of a few things and throw them up there and sometimes you only hear them once because you know it's dead after I say it so but it's 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 interesting it's it's uh it's definitely um it, it's a it's a pain in the ass um and it's uh kind of addicting at the same time I wish more people realized um how much
2: work goes into it? Yeah, um, you know, because I have people, you know, say, you know, oh, uh, I, I can, I can do that. It's like, no, you probably can't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it takes someone kind of strange to do what we do. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. And it's weird. Uh, people I've talked to are either they're they're either like I could never do that, or they're real cocky and they they're like, oh, I I mm-hmm. I could go up there and kill, but they never do, you know. Because I always say, well, go ahead, you know, it yeah. doesn't cost you anything to get in to the drop on Tuesday night. Come on up and do five minutes, and you know, nobody's taking me up on it because <laughs> <yet. laughs> it's.
2: It's a weird thing to have. Like, you write out an idea, and you get a reaction. And it's, it's really kind of weird. It's like, okay, cool, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's something I've always wanted to do, and I don't think I have a backup plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I really don't. I really don't believe in it. I it's um, I think this is what I was born to do, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds cliche, but uh, you know, I I just love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. And you and I are a little bit different. You know, I've got a I've got a, a career, and I am really only doing it more as a hobby than anything. You know. But it's it's made my life so much bigger just because of the people I've met, and you know I I I don't want to tear the world up or anything like that. But it's really cool to see people like you grow and, and do that kind of stuff. And you know, um, I you know I've I I think Max Tidy started like pretty close to when I did. I mean he's been doing it for a little over a year, and watching him and he had a set. Uh, a few months ago, you know, he was, he, he would always uh, uh, do pretty good, but he had a set uh, a few months ago that just killed, and I had to go up to him and say, man, you've made it. And, and then he comes up the next week, and he does a totally different set, and that kills too. And I'm like, it's so cool to see young people, you know, just really find, find their spot and uh, grow in that.
2: Because, like, because when you start out, now, this is me personally, but when I started out, I was just trying to be funny, uh-huh. and when you're trying to be funny, you, you're not really that funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it just... um. You have to you know grow as a person you you have to experience things in life you got you gotta go through heartbreak mm-hmm. you, you gotta go through some pretty dark t- shit to come out and find your voice, yeah and, yeah, and then when you find your voice, that's when you know
1: people latch on right and that's really the best stuff the stuff that comes that's personal that comes from your own personal experience and your your own personal highs and lows and stuff like that you know that that's the stuff that really connects and you know that's why people like carlin connected and richard Pryor connected and Titus and all those guys it's I mean Titus just talks about his life and yeah. and um you know he's had a couple of tv shows too and but uh you know his stand-up he just he's just it's just autobiography it's just an autobiography yeah. so and that's neat that he can see humor and all the crap he's been through oh
2: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um it's uh um, but like, and uh, I, I, and I and I, I is it weird that I already have like seven different titles for specials, <laughs> and I haven't even <laughs> had one yet. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 it's like, you know, I try to put on my. Uh, focus and time into it, Mm. when you focus on it, um, things happen. Mm. Things start to happen anyways. Right, right. Uh, Because people can, like... People can... People can say they're they're a comedian, but... If you're not putting working to get better then you start to stay at a certain level right and and, I, you know um i i you know i i'd i'd like to one day be remembered as you know a good comic you know and um and, you know, maybe if I'm
1: lucky, you
2: know, be up there with Carlin and Pryor uh-huh.
1: and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good goal to have.
2: But um, leave my own mark. Um, yeah. stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg said, you know, I'm sick of... Following my dreams. I'm just gonna see where they're going and catch up with
1: them later. <laughs> you know? It's
2: it's one of those things.
1: Yeah. So, um, let's talk about Lakeville a little bit. Did you did you grow up here from from baby baby time all all the way through high school?
2: I was born in Valparaiso. Okay. And um, on April sixth, nineteen ninety. And um, I'm just telling you that so you don't forget my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, um, and then uh, we 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 moved to Knox, uh, yes, Grand Ole Knox,
1: Knox,
2: Indiana, and then we lived in a trailer uh, for a little bit. Mm
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: so I'm. uh, Then we. Then we moved into a a big nice blue house. I forgot where it was. <laughs> so I moved from a trailer to a house, so I'm only half white trash. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my parents divorced and then my mom got remarried. And that's when you moved to Lakeville. Okay. And I've pretty much been around here ever since. Yeah. How old were you when you moved to Lakeville? Uh, well, my parents divorced in 94. Okay. So.
1: Okay. So you were, let me see, eighteen, ninety four. So you're like 12? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, well, you were born in '90s, so you're only four. Yeah, you're just a little guy. Uh, so
2: yeah. Uh, then, you know, I lived next door to the uh, elementary school. Um, so there was no sleeping on the bus for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Graduated in o And, um... Um... Yeah, pr- pretty much been a, like, Lake villain ever since.
1: Yeah. You actually live, uh, within spit and distance of my grade school. The Palmer, uh, event center, or whatever yeah. it is now, that was my grade school. And it was my mom's high school. Because Lake and La Paz used to have yeah. separate high schools. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, you learn something new every day. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah. Scott Scott Curtis with <laughs> the more you know.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I moved to Lakeville when I was two, so that was 1966, and I grew up on Kenilworth Road, and so I went all through uh, grade school at Lakeville Grade School, and then went to Lavelle Junior. Junior, senior high. So, what was high school like for you?
2: Uh, <laughs> shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, elementary was cool. I loved. I loved uh, Mr. Farthing. Uh huh. Um, he's great. But as soon as I got to high school, it's like a total different uh, thing. Um. Um, people just like, uh, the teachers, like I had a lot of friends, but still do. But, mm-hmm. uh, the teachers, they, uh, they just didn't know what to do with me.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. we had similar careers in high school then. Uh,
2: they, they actually tried to get us to stay home on the first day because they, they weren't, uh, they weren't prepared for, uh, 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 they weren't prepared for the kid in the wheelchair. <laughs> uh-huh. And then my, my mom's like, no, nope. you know, he's, he's starting like everybody else. And, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, do they even have an elevator there? no uh um so a lot of my classes were on the first floor um i i honestly can't remember if they have an elevator or not
1: <laughs> yeah i mean they didn't when i was there but yeah. you know that was a long long time ago um
2: i did uh drama and um high school speech class um pretty much anything that would help my comedy. Yeah. Uh, was
1: sp- was Mr. Reed there when you were there? Yes.
0: Did he do speech? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He, he did when I was there too, yeah. Uh,
2: speech. Um uh, that that guy uh he, he didn't like me so much um I
1: don't think he cared for me <laughs> and, and uh,
2: um, i did uh i did um i i read the you know announcements on t v uh uh-huh. you know and uh and um and uh he you know, they would have things prepared like a couple of days before. Mm. and uh they actually had a thought the other day uh-huh. that said something like Um Men are like parking spots. Uh, the good ones are taken and 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 um, and the ones that are alone are usually handicapped or something like that
0: <laughs>
2: and, and, and I read that and, and I go well uh, that's awkward <laughs> have a good day everybody <laughs> and uh, something like that and um, and then he Mr. Reed comes up to me and goes, No, ah, that didn't offend you, did it? <laughs> he waited until after I said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't run it by me beforehand. Uh, but, uh, I was like, does it really matter at this point? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so everything I took in high school was to benefit my career choice.
1: Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, no, no, knowing what you wanted to do then is good, because I sure didn't. Um, yeah, it kind of hit me early. Yeah, that's cool. Um, as far as uh, local comics and stuff like that, have any of them um been, uh, 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 you know, like... Uh, Mentors to you or, uh, been, uh, helpful in your career?
2: Um, Brett, Brett Eastburn.
1: Okay. I, I haven't um, met him.
2: Uh, he, he, uh, he's got no arms or legs. And, oh, uh, Brett. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I have met him. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, I call him a starfish. Um, <laughs> 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 but, uh. He he likes to say he came up with that joke, but Uh. (laughs) I was like, no, I beat it to you first. Uh, I actually met him through my art teacher, and um, my art teacher said, you got to see this kid, he's funny, and uh, you know. Brett was like, well, maybe he is. And then so he, he my art teacher actually took me to my uh, first, like, open mic or whatever. Mm. And he he was there. And, um, and ever since then, he kind of has taken me under his wing and I've learned a lot from him, and I think he's learned a lot from me. Yeah. So uh, we we're we're helping each other out these days.
1: That's cool. Um, Anybody else? Uh
2: Ah, uh, Lonnie Atkinson. Um, he, you know, he 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 wasn't he he's not around there anymore he he lives in um he lives in uh uh washington mm-hmm. and uh just he he's a smart guy just the conversations you know um we have uh it just uh I knew you know right then that he was pretty cre- creative um john osborne mm-hmm. um John Osborne actually gave me my first uh show after that first open mic uh-huh. i tried i tried three jokes and it got over well and uh and uh He's like, hey, man, would you like to come down and do a guest spot at the stand-up showcase tomorrow? Said, yeah. And then I turned to Brett. as like, I got a guest spot tomorrow. He goes, damn, dude, I, I had to wait like six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took that as a compliment. I yeah. Guess
1: yeah that's good, and being at the right place at the right time always helps yeah. too
2: yeah um, but I've always had goals for myself i I've, mm. I've always set goals um, uh, and um and uh those seem to have come to a fruition, so that's just
1: yeah. That's a good thing, yeah that's cool um so when you're when you're putting material together and you you come up with something, go through the process of uh from idea to joke to something you actually say on stage
2: um, i i've I've said this before I still think it's true but When I have a good idea, it doesn't leave my head. hmm It just kind of stays there on the back until, like, until I can actually write it down. Um, you know, I could just be watching TV or something, and then I'll think of that, um... I I I think of like a word or mm-hmm. a phrase and I'll just try to build something around that word or phrase, you know, um, uh, cause I was driving around in my chair like I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Just driving on the sidewalk, and I kept thinking about like, um, about ice cream mm. and, um, and, uh, you know, vanilla, chocolate, chocolate, vanilla, <laughs> and, uh, that's how I came up with that. I- have you heard me do the ice cream bit? I don't think so. Um,. I, you know, it's like, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but the the idea was uh, who was the first ever white supremacist to get uncomfortable with chocolate ice cream? <laughs> you know? Because, <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, it pretty much... Is the same, slightly different taste, just mm. just different color, and um, so the bit kind of talks about uh, race, and uh, um, I try to get people to I like these days, like I don't want to like be preachy. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a point. Yeah, because if pe if people, you know, if people took the time to, you know, look at things a certain way, um, then maybe we wouldn't be so scared. You know? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Um. Um. I said, um, I like to envision two bigot buddies sitting on a park bench and, uh, and the one dude goes, Hey man, I, have you heard that Ben and Jerry's coming out with chocolate ice cream? What the fuck? <laughs> No, it cannot be. And it's like, yeah, man, it gets worse. I heard that if you hurt your tooth, if you you hurt your teeth on chocolate ice cream, you get one tooth that turns gold. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my God! If only there was somebody to make America great again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it kind of comes. Yeah.
1: circle. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So everything just sits in your head, and you—do uh, you, you, you document anything? Because I have to write everything um, down. Yeah, cause I mo-
2: most of the time. Yeah. All right. That voice memo was pretty helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean, my problem is, is I uh, I I tend to think of all my stuff when I'm driving, or I'm just ready to go to sleep. Yeah, and because uh, I sit there and think a lot before I go to sleep. Yeah, and so I have to keep a notebook around, and sometimes I have to pull off the road, and I'll just write down bullet points of what I was thinking about. So my 53-year-old brain can remember it when I pull it back up because I have lost stuff that I know is just freaking hilarious. Yeah. And I try try to make sure I don't do that anymore.
2: And, uh, you know, it it happens to me too.
1: Yeah. Like, I'll forget, like, a keyword
2: or or something. Uh, So, you know, it happens to me. So... I I know the feeling. Dude. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, cause cause you always think, you know, I'll you know, oh I'll remember that later. It's pretty short. Yeah. And then you're like, Blink.
1: It's gone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, like, I, like, I always try to, um, document my jokes, like, under a title. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the great, uh, Word document. Yeah. Um, because I don't know about you, but I have to, like, there for a, there for a minute I was writing everything out. Mm-hmm. Like word for word, and um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Everybody's got their own technique, and that's right. What's cool about it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but you, uh, you, you are really funny because I've only seen you a couple times too. But what, but what I appreciate about you is you you're talking about things but like you know that the average person notices but
1: Mm. you
2: you know like it's like you you put a new spin on it
1: yeah yeah i Uh, look at things a little weird yeah
2: i i think i think every i think every comedian or Uh, looks at the world differently. Yeah. Um, You know, that's why some of the greatest, you know, like, 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 you know, Carlin Pryor, you know, uh, I I keep coming back to those names, but how could you not? Like, Mm. I felt, Hicks, I felt like those guys were trying to not only change perspectives but kind of change the world in a sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz they saw how fucked up everything was. Yep. around them and they're like I am a comedian. <laughs> I will stand for the people. Right. And um I you know at the end of the day, we, we all want to laugh, but there's some of us,
1: you know, that want to see the world get better. Right, right. Um, and going back to what you said earlier about how it's uh, so much harder than everybody thinks it is, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's extreme... It, Going up and doing your bit is really the easiest part. Uh, putting a cohesive bit together that, where, you know, the jokes lead into the other jokes and you fit the time limit and, and uh, you recover from one that didn't do so good and go on to the next one and stuff like that. And then trying to come up with new stuff on a regular basis. That's work and it's work even when you're even when you're doing it like as a freaking hobby like I'm doing. And you know, I I just appreciate everybody that that I see that's really trying to do it. You know, you know this is something that you want to do with your life and you want to be known as a comic and and I really appreciate the effort that goes into that.
2: Yeah, and and two, I've, 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 I've kind of, you know, I've tried to be the best that I could be, like out of spite, because I had, you know, a lot of people uh, tell me that I wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, uh, um. I had my guidance counselor. I told her that I wanted to be a comedian and um she just looked at me. She just goes um "Well, maybe you should pick something that you know you could get into." Uh
1: uh-huh.
2: yeah. I was like, "Just watch." <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe me, just watch, hey. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I've kind of been, uh, 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 uh if you have, you know, people constantly tell you that you're not going to amount to anything, you'll probably amount to something.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Like you said, just out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to prove them wrong. That's uh um, that's a that's a good uh that's a good motivator right there. Okay, so I wanna make sure we get a plug for the show in again. So it's November eleventh at the Lakeville Legion.
2: <laughs> 214 South Lake Street and in, uh, Lakeville, Indiana. Lakeville, Indiana.
1: Four six five three six.
2: Four six five. And, I still
1: remember the zip code.
2: And uh, starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, $5 cover. Um, I'm going to have merchandise and this stuff. Uh, t-shirts and pictures. Mm. Signed pictures. And, um... Uh, five... Um... Five comics, including the guest spot, um, for $5, it's, it's, uh, uh, I think
1: that sounds like a pretty good deal. That's a good deal. And don't forget beer.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't forget beer. Um, (laughs) how, how could you forget about beer? Yeah. Uh, 21 and over, um my grandma came to the last show I did.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And she's like 85. Uh-huh. And uh, uh I got word that, you know, my grandma's coming and my mom asked me, uh, well, are you going to have to change up your jokes now?
1: I said, "Nope. <laughs> nope. I am what I am." And
2: uh <laughs> I did not hold back at all, and my my grandma uh, she's a um, church goer. She's a a big big time uh, Christian, and I was saying some outlandish stuff, uh-huh. and all she could do was laugh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is, is, oh my God, my grandson. You know, like. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, it's kind of a misconception, uh, especially these days when you run into somebody older, you think that they've never heard yeah. some of the stuff that you say, and they've heard it and worse. Uh, it, it, they're not as easily uh, aged. People aren't as easily offended as you think they are. Yeah, I think I think I'm only hearing my. Um, I think I've only heard
2: my grandma cuss once, Mm. and uh, she probably heard me cuss uh, off and on for 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, and then the day after, my show... I'm opening for uh, Jake the Snake Roberts
1: uh-huh.
2: at the at the uh, smokestack uh-huh. in South Bend, uh, and um, I've never seen a wrestler do stand up, uh-huh. but I jumped at the uh, opportunity to open for a WWE Hall of Famer. And that's, yeah. a, that's a <laughs> Pretty cool thing to put on the resume. How'd you do? Uh that's 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 the day after mine. Oh, okay. Uh, so I want to be double booked. Anyway. Oh, okay,
1: cool, cool. I got to tell my Chris Gathright story um, because yes. I mentioned that, it. Uh,
2: that dude has been a great supporter for what I have to offer. Um, I met him at the uh, old Laugh Comedy Club, uh-huh. and that's how we
1: became friends. He's so he's he's so funny, and um, so I saw him a couple times at the drop, and we basically just said hi. And so I knew who he was, so I knew what he looked like. I um, work at an office in Tennessee that's about forty minutes south of Na- Nashville. And so one night, I decided to go to a um, club in Nashville that was doing an open mic and do an open mic there. And I went with another guy I was working with. So here I am in Nashville, Tennessee, about a little less than 500 miles away from the Drop Comedy Club, and I'm in there, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to see anybody I know, and I got my name on the list, and I'm sitting there drinking a beer, and uh, Chris Gathright walks in. Uh, cause he was like touring and decided to do an open mic at this, at this little joint. And it's just really just a little joint. I mean, it's not, it's not, not anything. a fatty, but he comes in and I'm like, I'm like, what are the chances that you would show up at the same place as me in Nashville on, I think it was a Monday night. Uh. It was weird. <laughs> But he's a great guy. Did he have a good set tonight? Oh, he had a good set, yeah. and um, he actually, I think, did pretty much the same set that he did as a drop the previous Tuesday. But um, uh, I think he did better than I did. Uh,
2: um, now, what do you think has been the most uh, uh, most positive piece of advice that you've gotten that's actually
1: helped? Well, um, two things. Um, uh, I do one uh, about sitting on your balls. I think you've probably heard that one. Uh, And uh, Jim Kliss told me, um, and I use this throughout, he told me after I say, I don't know if you know what it feels like to sit on your balls to pause because I went right into it and I've learned one of the things I do is I just, I spit the stuff out and I don't pause. I don't allow time for a joke to sink in. I don't allow time for laughter. So I use that quite a bit and he set it for that particular one, but I use it for everything. And the other thing is, is I think, uh, um, staples and um fowler you know i i was always worried about every time i went up to open mic to have all new material and the one thing that open mic is for is to work out work out the stuff so you know i will you know, i try to have at least one new thing every time no. but you know i'm working out other stuff too so those are the two things that I got as far as advice. I don't feel like I've, you know, I I haven't put near as much effort into into it because I, you know, I haven't been doing open mic for probably 3 or 4 weeks.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you got a job. I yeah. mean, you you're, you got a family. You you you're doing things. Um for me it's 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 almost I hate to say this uh, because I am pretty, uh, you know, motivated to, you know, to do things, but (coughs) it's, it's almost, it wouldn't make sense for me to get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I get a job and I start to make good money, then, all my benefits and stuff go away, yeah, it's like well, you could uh be a productive member of society, get a job, or we're gonna take your stuff away, <laughs> and um that's you know that's why I'm hoping to God that that this comedy thing. That uh, leads me somewhere because yeah. uh, my biggest issue uh, is uh, money, and I don't want to have to worry about money. Right, and like I know, you know, when you're coming up through the ranks, comics don't get money. Yeah, for shows, <laughs> we we don't get money. We get fries and a double cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky a freebie, but um yeah. um but you know the times have gotten paid it's like yeah this could be nice and um that's why i if this if this second show goes how I want it to I want to focus on uh, putting my own shows together building my calendar with with the stuff I'm doing um because when when you put together the things yourself that's where the money is (laughs) yeah right um uh, and you know, I, I yeah, I I love being on other people's shows. Don't get me wrong, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make some sort of money. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um,
2: because free food that could only lead to bad things. Yeah, and diabetes. <laughs> 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 and i don't know if you know this but uh i like uh i heard a commercial on the radio for low income diabetics uh huh that threw me for a loop cuz yeah. i didn't know that diabetes was a money making disease yeah
1: scott
2: <laughs> i just thought that it cost you an arm and a leg
1: yeah Maybe just a couple toes to start out with.
2: And uh, I've been doing comedy for quite some time now. And I just wish that Audiences would be comfortable with, you know, me talking about my situation Mm -hmm. and my, you know, disability, because I have a lot of jokes about that. Not not so much now, uh, but um, people still, you know, they get uncomfortable with uh, crippled jokes. uh And it's like no, it's it's okay to laugh at the cripple because we 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 want to be treated like we want to be treated like everybody else, right? You know, yeah. There's things that we're not cool with, but there's also things that you're not cool with, right? Right. We um, I, you know, when I go out in the public, um. You know sometimes people just stare mm-hmm. and and um and, and it's like you know, do they think I'm like a prehistoric dinosaur it's like <laughs> it's like don't look at me like I'm a cripplesaurus <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I've had women come up to me and and uh can we cuss on this?
1: Yep, I I'm, we already have.
2: I, I'm pretty sure we have already. <laughs> but I've had women come up to me and and um and 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 they're like Can you have sex? And I say Yeah, why are you down to fuck Let's do this? <laughs> but um but I will say that uh Bill Cosby kinda he he, he kind of uh, put a bad rap uh, <laughs> for comedians uh, picking up women. Yeah, it, it,
1: it's
2: it's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, if people weren't so ignorant, actually, you know, took the time to talk to. Uh, um you know, somebody in my position instead of like oh I I I don't know if I should because I don't want to hurt his feelings, it's like <laughs> nine times out of ten you're probably not gonna hurt our feelings. Mm. Uh you're you're probably gonna take our parking spots. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you're not gonna hurt our feelings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Well, um, and that's, that's so true with, uh, just not, just not if you've, uh, got a handicap or something like that, but anybody that's in a different situation, if you actually have a conversation with them, then you kind of, you may not agree with everything that's going on in their life, but you can at least understand where they're coming from. And that, that's what I try to do. Yeah.
2: It's like, uh, and, um, and... In high school, we all you know uh, the um, the the handicapped kids had a special ed class, uh, and I and I had no reason being in there because you know everything works up here. Mm-hmm. My legs just don't work, mm. and it's like we had to we had to drive a little white bus you know yeah when everybody else got to <laughs> got to ride the yellow bus and uh we got out at two thirty, when you know the rest of them got out at like three ten or something mm-hmm. and it's like why like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, i'm pretty sure our situation is not going to Rub off on other people. <laughs> I've, I've had you know people pray for me in the produce section, and, um, <laughs> and nothing produced out of that situation at all. <laughs> so it's just like, let me live my life, how I want to, you know. Um, I'm pretty fun to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, in this show, and I, <laughs> I'm putting together, at the end of it, it's going to be called "Public Displays of Aggravation." Uh
1: huh. that's, that's um, really what comedy is. So, yeah. And
2: uh, um, yeah. If if you guys are gonna come to the show, don't be surprised if you hear some uh, crippled jokes. <laughs> um, uh, don't 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 be offended and go ah, and because go, it's coming out of my mouth. Right. Know. <laughs> you know this is what I live with. Uh, these are the cards I'm dealt. Yeah. So, I might as well joke about it. Yeah,
1: no doubt. Um, so let's get the plug out one more time. November 11th at the Legion in Lakeville, and we've got we've got uh, Chris Gathright as your host. As your host, Sean Shank, Genesis Easton, and some the- crippled dude named Colton yeah, Cole uh, and who's and uh the, the feature guy
2: and uh guest spot guest. By, by the name of Jacob Ray
1: Jacob Ray okay
2: um I'm on down to 214th South Lake Street
1: 8 p.m.
2: 8 p.m. 5 on cover 21 or over uh There will be food, there will be beer, uh, there will be, uh, merchandise that you could buy, uh, so, uh, uh, you know, maybe, (laughs) just maybe that stuff will be worth something one day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't laugh, you've probably got a problem with this lineup.
2: Right, I mean, it's it's it, it's um, yeah, this one's guaranteed to make you chuckle.
1: Yeah, great. Well, thanks so much for having me here, well, and mate, uh, mate. it was it was great to get to know you a little bit better, and you know, I I really I appreciate what you do. I've I, I've never really um, I've never really been uncomfortable around anybody that has any kind of a disability or anything yeah. like that. Um, because, and,
2: because you get it.
1: Yeah it's just and you know I I'm inspired by your 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 goals and your focus, not because you've got a handicap but just because you're a young person and you're doing it. So that you know, I, I think that's really cool.
2: Well thank you. I appreciate yeah. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate um you having me on your show. Uh um and I, I hope you'll have me back again. Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll uh we'll have to uh schedule you know, I've I've been really lax with the with the podcast. We'll have to schedule another comedy roundup and uh Maybe do it at the drop before uh, open mic one night, and uh, and because those are always fun.
2: Because when you get a group of uh, coming in together, uh, talking shit, yeah. and, and ball busting. It's, well, uh,
1: the the really my favorite part is I don't have to talk very much at those, so you know, yeah. I, I just I just sit back,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> and let everybody roll. So. <laughs>
2: uh but uh, no uh, thank you for having me and uh, uh, you keep up the good work and I will try to do the same
0: okay
1: thanks a lot Colton
0: great news for a limited time you can get one month free of Spectrum mobile service that's right one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores so stop by today our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment.